Welcome to Holding the Fort Abroad, the podcast for expats with traveling partners. My name is Rhoda Bangeter. I'm a certified coach and the author of the book, Holding the Fort Abroad. In this podcast, I interview men and women who live abroad and have traveling partners so that we can all benefit from their wisdom and experience. I also invite relationship experts to apply their expertise to this topic. Today, I want to do something a little bit different, which may surprise you because up to now I've been doing interviews, uh, but a few people and someone last night actually mentioned it again. So I thought I would record a podcast today where I am sharing a little bit about what I've learned from my burnout. This might come as a little bit of a surprise. It happened in January 2021, and I've learned so much from it. It was extremely hard. I always thought burnouts happened to people who, you know, were high-flying professionals, bankers, lawyers. I never thought it would happen to me. But actually, with the life that we lead, with traveling partners, partners who are away, living in countries that are not the ones that we grew up in, there can be an accumulation. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. This is just sharing from my own experience in the hopes that it will encourage you if this is something that you're going through at the moment. Or if you're feeling stressed, you feel like you've been feeling stressed for a very long time and you feel like you're you're drowning, that you don't know where to turn to to get help, that you don't know how long you can keep up this lifestyle. Um, I thought I was doing pretty well in 2021 and throughout, let's say throughout the year 2020, there was a lot going on. My husband was in Kabul at the time. I was with the boys in Switzerland. We had an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old. There was lockdown, so we were home, and there was a lot of worries going on about whether they would get it, um, what was going to happen. We were home a lot. I was also writing my book at the time, The Holding the Fort Abroad. I wanted to write it while my husband was in Kabul because I wanted it to be raw, you know, hot off the press, something that I was living. But it did you know, mean that I was working evenings, late into the evenings. But I thought I was doing pretty well. I was drip feeding self-care. I was so that, you know, sometimes it's hard to get big chunks of self-care. But I was I was doing well. I was taking time for myself. I was doing things I enjoyed. But what I learned later was I was still flying too close or living too close to my limits. In the middle of 2020, we discovered that, well, my mother-in-law was diagnosed with cancer. And by then, um, I was going down to Lausanne, which was about an hour and a half from where we lived, uh, to take care of her and my father-in-law and take her to treatments and try and figure out what the best thing to do was and how, how to best help them. I had taken 
I had had, by that time, I'd had my first panic attack, which had happened in March. And um, it was the day that I drove my husband to the airport. And it was the last day that the airports were open. And he was going to fly back to Kabul. And on the way, I, I basically, I had a panic attack. Over the course of the next, you know, six to eight months, I started feeling dizziness. I started feeling anxiety. I would be able to talk to people. There was um, a call center that I found out about where you can, um, you know, like the Samaritans, there are a lot in the different countries, and I can put a link in the show notes for phone numbers that you can call. So I was calling them, talking things through with someone. I had a therapist I was talking to, but she was online and maybe it was difficult to convey the urgency of my situation. I was holding it together pretty well, in my opinion, considering all the stresses and strains and pressures. But then in December of 2020, my both my parents-in-law passed away my mother-in-law on the monday 7th of december and my father-in-law on the 11th of december just a few days after my mother-in-law thankfully my husband was able to come back just before then and spend some time with his parents we were there in december together in december for a bit he went back to kabul and then in january i got sick and for three weeks, I was in bed. And basically, it sunk me. I wasn't able to get up again. And I ended up spending a few weeks in hospital. And my publishing team, Summertime Publishing, basically got me past the finishing line for publishing, holding Ford Abroad. Vivian Chiona from Expat Nest stepped in to write my foreword. And I remember saying to Joe Parfit, look, I'm writing a book on how to cope and I'm here and I'm, I'm exhausted. And she said, well, that'll be your second book. It's okay. This book still needs to come out. So when I came out of hospital, they said, you need some help, some practical help. And that's when um, I met regularly with a psychiatric nurse to help me manage my the panic attacks. I also went to a hormone specialist. And this is what I'd like to share now about what I've learned since then. The first one is to regularly bring your stress levels way down. Although I was flying under my limit or living under my limit, I was still too close. An accumulation of sudden, sudden multiple crises put me over what I could manage. The second thing I learned is get all your hormone levels checked out, even if you're a man. Hormone levels and checks, checkups are not only for women. The lady I went to speak to um, about this and who followed me then for the next six months. She said she sees many men with um, their hormones unbalanced. Chronic stress forces your body to 
to produce cortisol continuously. After a while, your body is exhausted and can't keep up production. And then it starts tapping into other hormones. Your hormones get out of balance and then it's a vicious cycle. And so if you're getting your hormone levels checked, make sure you also get your cortisol levels checked. Number three, vitamin and mineral deficiencies can contribute to panic attacks. I discovered that I was I had very low levels of B12 and low levels of magnesium, and those can contribute to panic attacks and anxiety. So number one was regularly bring your stress level way down. Number two is get all your home and levels checked out. Number three is check out all check up all your vitamin and minerals levels. And number four, I discovered something called self-havening. I'll put the link in the show notes. And it's basically, there's a YouTube video that you can watch and the person will just walk you through um, a way of, basically you just put your hands on your shoulders and forearms and you stroke it. You're just basically you're hugging yourself and you're bringing your body into a state of more relaxation. It's absolutely incredible. I, when I'm stressed, if somebody tells me to breathe deeply, it just makes me more stressed. So what was really helpful to me was things that were, so I had things that were, more physical like I had a ball with spikes on it and I would touch that and that would help me to come down to, for my stress level to come down I used herbal teas um incorporating more meditation now at the beginning it was incredibly hard to meditate because my body was so exhausted but gradually doing a five minute eight minute meditation um, the other thing that helped me incredibly a lot, and I still do it, is um, progressive, let me just check it, progressive muscle relaxation. And again, there are YouTube videos that you can use where you contract your muscles and relax them. You, you contract, hold, relax, and you work your way up your body from your toes all the way to your face and you're scrunching up your face and then you relax it. And that mimics the fight and flight response and then relaxes your body. So your body gets into a state of relaxation. And at the beginning, when I was really, really exhausted, it worked. Even it was just very short spurts of it it relaxed my body and brought my body back when I was feeling too um stressed take also a look at resources from Dr Carolyn Leaf she's a neuroscientist who speaks about the mind brain body connection and she has techniques to retrain your thinking patterns and I used her app which works which walks you through a neurocycle so when you're thinking of a negative thought when you're thinking of something you can start digging deeper into why that thought came up and then reprogramming your brain to reframe that thought 
all of her resources are on online and they're absolutely amazing. They helped me enormously. Did you know a 2009 study at the University of Sussex found that reading can reduce stress by up to 68%. It works better and faster than any other relaxation method, such as listening to music or drinking a hot cup of tea. This was great for me because I love reading and that gave me a great excuse. I've been reading ever since. Uh, and well, I've been reading before, but also I'm just reading light stories and I can tell that my body is relaxing and I'm not surprised that that's the only thing I was able to do while I was in hospital. The last thing I learned was that no matter what you do, your panic attack will pass. And that's something that I found incredibly difficult at the beginning. But when I was having a panic attack, it was my, it, for my case, okay, I'm not speaking as a doctor, but for my case, it was my body and my brain just saying, enough, enough. And after a while, as I, you know, took my spiky ball, had my tea. Also, what the, the psychiatric nurse told me to do was to time it. Little the, the beginning, it started, it lasted eight minutes. Gradually, I was able to bring that time down to eventually recognizing the symptoms early. And resting my body and doing my rituals early would help me to actually not get to the panic attack. Rubbing my feet also would ground me. I'm better now and I'm so grateful that on not only did I have access to emotional support, professional and from family and friends, but also that I found out what I have just shared with you. Of course, I'm not a doctor or a therapist, so I can't speak to what you're specifically living. But if you're living abroad, if your partner works away from home and you're parenting a lot alone, I wouldn't be surprised if you felt stressed. Your challenges are real. Don't face them alone. Sign up to my newsletter to have news of resources and reach out to me if you want to talk. Thank you so much for listening.